I'm curious how this conversation is going to be received. Uh, it's been something on my mind for a while, so I wanted to bring it to the table and hopefully spark some positive discussion from it. But the idea that we're going to talk about today is the fact that from my vantage point, thought leadership and true leadership are not necessarily synonymous. So thought leadership is defined a few different ways. One way is one whose views on a subject are taken to be authoritative and influential, or two, which is essentially saying the same thing, but a thought leader or an influencer is someone who, based on their expertise and perspective in an industry, offers unique guidance and influences others. But leading effectively in your business and your family can look very different than just being someone whose views on a subject are taken to be authoritative and influential. So what's my point? There are plenty of people out there who are seen as thought leaders. That that phrase gets thrown around a lot lately, and it's a buzz phrase. It's what people are seeking and trying to become. And many of those people who have teams and families falling apart behind the scenes because they're so busy trying to be an authority in a field or a sphere or on a topic, but they're not necessarily leading. It's about them. It's not about who they're taking with them. And that, to me, is what leadership is about, is who are you taking with you? You want to know the health of someone's leadership? Look at the health of their team, right? You want to know the health of someone's leadership in their family? Look at the health of what's going on in their home. Some of these thought leaders have team members who are not being elevated and kids who aren't singing their praises and spouses who don't see the same magic that is perceived by the masses. So today's very important conversation is one that's going to help you step into thought leadership, something that you're working towards, while also leading well in your business and your home. Pull up a seat to the table. You are listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, where we elevate successful entrepreneurs into powerful leaders doing work that really matters. After working with countless entrepreneurs, I've noticed a theme. No matter the level of success achieved, they get to this place where they're asking, now what? If you're listening to this, you get it. You're craving more impact. You want to do work that means something, and you want to be known for it, too. Somewhere along the way, it wasn't just about growing a business anymore. It became time to build your legacy. Plus, building the dream at the expense of everything else that matters, family, freedom, joy, is no dream at all. The Luminary Leadership Podcast is where industry leaders come to break through to their next level of achievement, purpose, and impact. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and I'm here to raise up this generation of leaders, us, so we can do our part in raising up the next generation of little luminaries. Get ready as we break down all things entrepreneurial leadership in a way that isn't being talked about. We both know you don't just need another strategy. It's time for your breakthrough. Like I mentioned before, being a thought leader is kind of like a buzz term right now that leads a lot of us envying and admiring what other people have accomplished or built. But does it accurately reflect what's happening behind the scenes or someone's true level of leadership? And I'm going to argue today that it doesn't. doesn't mean that they can't both be happening at the same time. Of course, there are plenty of thought leaders who walk the walk. But there's a big difference between being someone who is perceived as a leader in their ideas versus someone who is leading others. So I mentioned it prior, but a thought leader or influencer is someone, based on their expertise and perspective in an industry, 
influences others, right? Or they are perceived with this expertise and they become an authority in that thing. But my question goes a little bit further to kind of peel back the layers of this onion. Three things that come to mind when I think of someone who is in that authority position or really knows their stuff around something. One, are you living it? Like, are you walking the walk? Do you do you actually honor the values that you're speaking of? Do you actually live by the strategies or the knowledge that you know of? Two, are you gifting it? Is it all about you and how you can have a bigger platform and how you can sell more books or you can get on bigger stages and be known for as a thought leader in this thing? Or are you paying it forward? And that's the differentiator to me. Number two is the differentiator that leads into number three, which is, are you leading others? So if you're gifting it, right? Like, so you're putting it out in the world, but then are you actually living in leadership? Because leadership cannot happen in a vacuum. It can't be you on the stage preaching about the thing, going back to your really nice hotel room and never having made a direct impact or you're not actually living by what you're preaching. So this is a really common thing that we're seeing in the industry of high-level entrepreneurship right now, and it's kind of gross. It's kind of gross. I'm going to talk about a couple things that I've personally seen, but I also want to bring some grace to the situation because the industry as a whole pushes this. We are told that the pinnacle of success is thought leadership. If you can become known for this thing, if you can knit yourself down and become known for this idea that you can put in a book or you can speak about on a stage or on a podcast or whatever, that's the pinnacle of success completely disregarding all that comes with it and how you have to live by it and and the leadership that you need to embody to actually be a leader as you are thought leading. You don't want to just be a thought leader. You want to be embodying leadership. And I'm going to break down what I mean by that throughout today's episode. So a client of one of my clients, so someone that I mentor, someone that they were servicing in their business That person that was working with my client was an eight-figure-a-year entrepreneur who is in the limelight for thought leadership. There's something that she's a a concept. I don't want to out anybody. So it's a concept and ideas that she's really come forward with that people know her for by her books because of. And she's revered by people in the industry. And she's really sought after for her ideas in her space, right? So that's pretty traditional definition of a thought leader. She has bestsellers out there. She's taken massive stages. I'm sure she collects six figures every time she does, and she has a huge following. Nothing against any of that. That's a wonderful, wonderful opportunity, and she's obviously had to work incredibly hard to get to those levels. You don't get to just like make up a thought and then all of a sudden become a thought leader and you get to take these stages. This woman is obviously very bright and very talented, and she's excellent at being really front-facing with innovative concepts and leading that message in her space. But I was mentoring my client through how to better serve her, and the thing that she, this woman was running into was her team. So she has a staff that supports her in her business and, and thought leadership and all the stages she's taking in the book she's writing. Her team turns over like crazy. And when I say like crazy, I don't mean like she's having to hire every year. I mean like people stay for a month and then they run, even though she pays really well, because 
there's no team culture. There's no connection. She doesn't treat her people well. She spreads them really thin. There were just a lot of factors that played into why people just don't stick around and they don't want to be a part of it. So they come because it's really like a sexy, desirable position, right? Like you get to work for this incredible thought leader, but then you get in there and you're like, this isn't worth the suffering that comes with it. And on top of it, her client base is not thrilled. So she's been having issues with contracts being broken or people not wanting to work with her anymore because of how she handles business and how she operates. So the the reason I'm telling you this is because once people get behind the veil, it's obvious that to be a leader in ideas is not the same as being a leader in your life, being a leader in your business or in your home. And I'm going to talk about those two things because they should happen in tandem. If you are mastering leadership in business, you should be living by those same leadership principles in your home. And I think sometimes that's a slip up as well. Sometimes it's not happening at all, which is the case with this person because she was also walking through a divorce and having some issues with some of her kids. But on top of it, you know, if you're only honoring it in one world, it's time to be congruent and be the leader you're called to be, period, end of story. No longer just being one way in one sphere and a different way in another. That's out of integrity. So I've seen and I've worked with plenty of clients and I know lots of my peers who are tremendous thought leaders and they have such a gift for their work. They can lead so beautifully around their thoughts and ideas. They can cultivate it into offers and products and books and theories that are being literally passed around the world. But when they come out of their bubble of creation, what's left, right? Have they led themselves and have they led people or have they just rallied people around an idea? So there's this Billy Graham, right? But you guys might know the name. And this is not so much a judgment as a as an observation that I think is an important one to make. He's a very public figure, uh, and he's one of the most well-known and respected thought leaders of the faith. So if you're Christian, there's a high likelihood you've heard of Billy Graham and his works, right? Like his works, his books, his talks, uh, so monumental, so huge for the Christian faith. And he could preach about faith and family and living values and being who you're called to be and and heeding God's call on your life. But how was he living? How was it showing up in his reality? Just because you can speak to something really beautifully doesn't mean you're actually living it. Was he delivering for the people he was actually leading, right? The people in his home, let's say. So there is an article by the journalist William Martin about Billy Graham. And he interviewed some of Billy's kids, and I think Billy Graham had a lot of kids. And the title of the article is Divorce, Drugs, Drinking, Billy Graham's Children and Their Absent Father, right? So his mission in preaching the gospel and saving souls was greater, his mission in preaching the gospel and saving souls, right? That's his thought leadership. That mission was greater than leading that mission and living that mission in the granular of his own home. So his daughter recounts how the ministry, the work he was doing, his works he was putting out into the world, was so important to him, and his family was not as important based on how he lived. He could preach it, but he wasn't living it. So do you want your legacy to be what the masses think because of what they heard you say or what they saw you wrote or what your people know because they saw you live it? Let me say it again. 
Do you want your legacy to be what the masses think because they heard you say it or they saw you write it or what your people know, not think, but know because they saw you live it? That has been epitomized multiple times in my life life by some of the most influential people in my life. To my grandfather and my mother. My grandfather has passed, but still his legacy is so strong in my world and in the world of all his grandchildren and children and now great-grandchildren. And my mom is living by his example. People knew the leader that he was, and they know the leader and the good-hearted person my mom is, not because of what she says, not because of her works, because of how she lives. And then her works follow how she lives. Do you see the difference? We're all out here chasing thought leadership. We're out here chasing creating the works. But what if we lived in alignment with the values required to create the works and the works were created naturally? We talk a lot about leadership on the show, hence luminary leadership, right? And I think in reference to this topic in particular, it's a perfect time to really highlight what we're talking about. Thought leadership is not luminary leadership. It's not true leadership necessarily. It's almost like a positional leadership. You're really great at something, you know something really well, and that means you are a thought leader. But we're talking about leadership not just from the standpoint of impressive knowledge or influence, but also the embodiment of a series of characteristics and values that are lived out consistently across all categories of life, in business and at home. You can be a thought leader without taking ownership, without having a heart of service, without being a true visionary, without being proactive versus just being reactive when things go wrong or things are hard, or without being solution-focused or without selflessly pouring into the leadership development of others or without taking risks. Like All these things are leadership qualities. I could go on for 10 years on what makes up a leader. Leadership is not a position or a title. It is a way of living. It's a way of being. So although you can be both, what I'm trying to impart on you today is don't strive for thought leadership first because it sounds sexy. Become the leader you're called to be so that you can naturally tap into the thought leadership game, okay? There's a massive difference. This idea of being a thought leader has taken entrepreneurship by storm. It's almost like that viral reel, like the let's skip to the good part where the palm comes up and then it jumps to the jumps ahead to the best part. It's that concept where we don't have to be equipped or pay the dues, but if we can master a concept well and share it and that goes viral, then we've made it. But what happens next? How do we sustain it? If we have the limelight, if we have the stages, if we are seen for what we know, but we haven't become who we need to be to carry that responsibility, what happens? Do we burn out? Do our relationships suffer because we're living out of integrity and we're having to just keep this thing going? Are we validated by the attention? And then do we need it to feel whole? Where do we take it from there? Do we feel like imposters needing to keep up this front to even survive? Are we inspired and alive or are we just trying to maintain the status that we've created, the facade that we've, we've erected? I've talked about this just as an example in other episodes, I'm sure, because I love this analogy and it's so powerful and it's so true. I think oftentimes we want to, we set our sights on a vision, which you know I'm a big proponent of, 
and we have goals and we set them and we want to just kind of be like, all right, let's fast track this thing. Like, I just wish I could be plucked up from where I am right now and dropped into that vision or that dream. And that's how I feel about this situation that we're talking about today, where leadership requires development and time and evolution, right? You become a leader over time and it's a choice you make over and over, whereas thought leadership is just kind of like something you attain. It's something you finally get to when when all the stars align and you've been perceived by other people a certain way. It's not who you are inside. It's how other people are perceiving you. And I think that's the big differentiator. But I think of a pregnancy. And there's a reason there are those nine months to gestate for the baby, because they need that amount of time to develop their lungs and to develop their eyes and to uh, grow and develop their organs and their heart and all the different things before they can come out into the world and sustain life on their own. And if that baby's born too soon, God forbid, then there would be complications or God forbid they wouldn't even be a, it wouldn't be a viable life. They wouldn't be able to survive because they haven't had that time to gestate and evolve and grow into who they need to be to live on on the other side. The same is true for this. Sometimes I feel like thought leadership, when you set that as the goal, it's the wrong focus. And it's kind of like that speeding up the gestation period to get to the the birth, right? Instead of leadership, which is development over time and really growing into the leader you're called to be, which would naturally result in becoming a thought leader. So what's more sustainable? What creates possibility for continued growth? What opens the door to new opportunities and true impact that becomes a piece of our legacy is first being the leader we need to be to raise ourselves up to that challenge. Then thought leadership is not a burden, but evidence of us heeding the call. And what about in our homes? What if we chose an embodied leadership first? Have you ever seen the parent who knows so much? Let's take they're, they're a doctor by trade. I'm just picking on doctors. And they're so well-read and they're so well-educated and researched. And they can preach all day to their kids about, you know, what to eat and how to live healthy. And they go in every day to their appointments with their patients and they do the same thing. But they don't live it. In their home, they eat garbage, they mindlessly watch TV, they allow their kids to eat junk, they're on their devices all the time as a family, and they know and are known for what they know, but they don't embody what they know. And that creates a ripple effect in the family, similar to the whole Billy Graham story, right? But what would it look like if that parent had the leadership foundation upon which to build their thought leadership, to build their ideas and concepts that they know really well? Well, they would have a home stocked with good food for fuel, and they'd have open conversations with their kids about what health looks like and the detriments of living an unhealthy lifestyle and consequences, and they would have humility and ownership to talk about the times that they fell short, right, in in health because they're human and what comes from that, and they would create ways as a family to live that value of health. The same goes for me. As I step a little more boldly into helping you lead your family well as an entrepreneur specifically, I could easily fall into the trap that comes really naturally to me, which is locking myself away, creating content, days on end, podcasts, blog posts, whatever, books, and ideas around this concept. And I could be seen as someone who really knows her stuff, like that, wow, if you want to know anything about entrepreneurial parenthood or raising leaders or succeeding in business while having a family, Liz is your girl. But I could do that all while hardly showing up for my family at all. And I could paint a picture like that's not the case. That would be thought leadership without true leadership. 
So I first pour into myself as a leader. I live it alongside my family. I live by the values I want to honor. And my thought leadership starts in my home and then spills out into the world. The point I'm making is the goal is not thought leadership. Thought leadership is the byproduct of true leadership. And it impacts, sustains, and naturally creates our legacy. So I hope this conversation really hits home because I think sometimes we set our sights on the wrong goal and the wrong vision, and it takes us away from the real mission at heart, who we're really called to become and what would actually make the lifelong impact on our lives, the lives of those that we're serving, and most importantly, the lives of the people in our own home. Let's start in our home and let it spill out into the world. You will become that thought leader by putting your energy and focus into becoming a true leader. I hope today's episode gave you exactly what you needed. And if it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next juicy episode. And don't be shy. I don't bite often. So come connect with me over on Instagram at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question, a guest you want to hear on the show or an idea you have for us, just reach out and share your thoughts. We do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve. Thank you for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. So tune in next time to keep building that legacy and doing the work that really matters.